0: Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Heartway. So glad you're here. Another beautiful Sunday that we get to explore matters of spirituality, ultimate reality, God, the nature of being. And we like to make things very practical here because if you can't take these theoretical, abstract concepts and make them make sense in your everyday life, what's the point of talking about all this stuff, right? And so today, I'm gonna be all up in your business because the title of my message is called Unfinished Business. Some of you are already familiar with that term, unfinished business. We love to meddle in everyone else's business, but very few of us pay attention to our own business. There's God's business, there's other people's business, and then there's your business. When you meddle in God's business, And other people's business, you drive yourself crazy because that has nothing to do with you. Being in God's business means having a problem with the way God does things. Being in other people's business means you think you know what they should do better than they do. Being in your business means means you attend to the things that you have control over in your life, and you leave everything else to everybody else. That's the way I have found peace in my own life. If we're honest with ourselves, most of the time, there tends to be a lot of unfinished business that is lingering in our unconscious. Unfinished business refers to the unresolved baggage that we carry from the past into our present and towards the future. And some of us may not even be aware that any unfinished business is there. But whatever it is that triggers you is pointing you to the unfinished business that is still within you. So pay attention to your pain. Pay attention to what triggers you. Because that's always calling you back to all of that stuff, all of the baggage that you have yet to resolve. Whatever you don't deal with in your life will show itself in some way, shape, or form. You can't just get rid of stuff. We see this all the time with our relationships, right? We go through certain experiences, and because we don't heal from them, we end up replaying old scenarios with new partners, When do we wake up to the fact that the common denominator in all of these relationships is me, myself, and I? (laughs) Right? That's why in psychology, they call it your shadow. You can't run away from your shadow. Wherever you go, your shadow is following you. You can try to run in the opposite direction, but wherever you go, it will haunt you. And so... At some point in time, we need to ask God to give us the courage to deal with our stuff. Holding on to unfinished business not only has a negative effect in your relationships with other people, but it also affects your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself. One of the ways that it affects your relationship with God and with yourself is it disconnects you from God and self. You're no longer in touch with your emotions. You rather just stuff them away. You don't want to deal with it at all. And when you have a lot of unfinished business lingering around, it makes your internal world very noisy, very agitated. So it's hard to find peace when so much of that stuff is still there and left unaddressed. Now, it's one thing not to deal with your unfinished business. A lot of us don't want to even deal with it, but even worse than not dealing with it is denying that it's even there. And one example that this may be true in your life, and maybe you'll see it clearer when you watch it in other people, but how often have we said or heard others say, yeah, yeah, I forgive them. No, no, I'm not mad at them, but there's always that big but in the way. Yeah, I forgave them. I'm not mad at them. I'm not bitter anymore. Yeah, I closed that chapter, but your energy is saying something totally different than what your words are saying. Right? Don't ignore that energy. Don't ignore that emotion that is there. I heard someone say once the more perfect somebody seems on the outside, the more demons they have on the inside. Ain't that true? Look at what I read from this poet. Beautiful quote. Oh, no. Before this. Is there another one before this? Did I not give it to you? There we go. There are too many words unsaid, too many thoughts unfelt, and too many feelings unexpressed. This makes you sick. Not just soul sick, physically sick, too. When there are words... You want to say that are being left unsaid when there's thoughts you're thinking that have not been fully felt, when you've got feelings that you have yet to express, that takes you to such, such a miserable place in life. But it's hard to express ourselves completely and fully. Today is about finding the courage to acknowledge what's there, deal with it, and be able to move forward in your life with a totally clean slate. That's possible. So what are those wounds that you're carrying around that have yet to be treated? What are those memories, those experiences, those stories from your past that you have left unresolved, that are still incomplete? Look at these questions and use this as a means for self-reflection. Are there any unresolved conflicts in my relationships? Are there past hurts and traumas that still affect me? Do I carry feelings of guilt or shame or regret? Are there unfulfilled dreams or ambitions? And that's a good one, too, because when it comes to unfinished business, sometimes it's not unfinished business with God, but you got, I mean, with people, you have some unfinished business with God. Right? God has put a dream in your heart. God has put aspirations in you, gifts and talents within you that you have yet to act upon because of your fear or because of what you think other people will say about you as a result of going in the direction that God wants you to go. These are great questions to ask yourself. Now, Jesus also had a lot to say about unfinished business. Look at what he says here in the Gospel of Matthew Strong words. He says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. See, for Jesus, loving God and loving people is the same thing. You can't say you love God if you don't love people. And when you love people, that's what it means to actually love God. So to have unfinished business with people is to have some unfinished business with God. And what matters most is to mend that relationship. Now, in a perfect world, right? In a perfect world, this always goes according to plan. And when things are broken and one party decides to approach another party, we can work things out and kumbaya and hug and be best friends again, right? But in real life, in this world, in this universe, it don't always work like that. And so I like what the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament. We don't have this up today on a slide, but it's in the book of Romans. He says, do all that you can to be at peace with others. Okay, do all that you can. But recognize that there may be times when you've done all that you can do and there's nothing left to be done beyond that because you can only do so much. You can't change somebody else's mind. There are some conflicts in our life that will be left unresolved. There are some issues that will not be able to find resolution for us because reconciliation takes two but are you doing all that you can do to make sure that you're living in peace and in harmony with other people? That's what counts. Don't make your healing dependent on other people realizing how they hurt you, because that may never happen. If you really wanna experience peace, you've gotta take ownership over this resolution stuff. Sometimes the only closure you'll ever get is the closure that you give to yourself. You're not gonna find closure from that other person. That other person may not be ready to deal with their unfinished business, which is affecting the way that you relate to them. But you do what you can do to deal with your unfinished business and address the situation as you see fit. If you've done that, you can feel good. You can feel good about it. There's a story about a man named St. Francis, a very popular figure and saint in the Catholic tradition. And it was said that one day he was working in his garden and someone walked up to him and said, if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, what would you be doing? And he said, I would keep on working in my garden. Those are words to me that reflect the heart of a man who has dealt with his unfinished business. There are no more loose ends I deal with my stuff. So if my death is approaching me, I can know deep down in my soul that what I'm doing now is exactly what I would want to be doing. No regrets. You ever seen that tattoo? No regrets. Every time I say it, I think about that. No regrets, okay? Not even right. <laughs> You've dealt with your stuff. Can you say the same about you? If you knew you were going to die tomorrow, would you be doing exactly what you're doing now? Or is there one conversation left for you to have? Is there somebody you got to approach? Is there something you got to deal with? Is there something you may need to do, some action that you may need to take? It's difficult. It's hard. But it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to deal with your unfinished business. How do we go about doing that? A couple of steps. Number one, acknowledge what's there. Be honest with yourself about yourself. So much of spirituality is about truth-telling. Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I would add, it's not just knowing the truth, but speaking your truth that sets you free. All right, because when you leave things unexpressed, It eats you up alive on the inside. So acknowledge what is there. Don't live in denial. You know, sometimes like I've, I've been in situations where I've done this, and I've also seen it done by other people, but you'll hear people talk. They have enough like spiritual or psychological jargon in their heads where they can speak somewhat maturely. It sounds like they're trying to be mature, but again, the energy is off. And it's really just a form of passive aggressiveness. Well, the way I heard you say that was, you know, I feel like this about it. But you're really not like getting to the root of the issue and dealing with the emotions that are there. Acknowledge what is there. And don't be fake. Be you. Acknowledge what's there. Secondly, allow yourself to feel. This is important. Allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. There's a reason why you're running away from it. It's because you don't want to feel what's there. Allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. By running away from it, paradoxically, you're actually holding on to it. When you dive headfirst into it, that's when you set yourself free. And you experience intense pain, but it's momentary. And then it releases you. You don't even have to let go of it. It lets go, it lets go of you when you honor it and give it the space to have its own expression. But when you pretend like it's not there, it's your shadow and it follows you everywhere. And, it, and all of the unfinished business that we stuff into our subconscious eventually leaks itself out in our words, our actions, our attitudes towards other people. So you acknowledge what's there. You allow yourself to feel and then this is what I really want to focus on today is you address the situation. Address the situation. What do most of us do? We don't address the situation. We avoid the situation. But when you avoid conflict with others, you create conflict within yourself. When you avoid conflict with other people, you create conflict within yourself. So don't try to avoid conflict just to keep the peace Keeping the peace in that shallow way only brings you into a war on the inside of your mind. So say what you need to say. Address what you need to address. A lot of us avoid conflict because we're afraid of what the outcome will be. But more often than not, the worst thing that we think will happen doesn't ever really happen. I'll never forget there was An individual who used to be a leader here at the church and she was just like a tough personality for me at that time to work with and there were things that I needed to say to this person but I didn't feel like I could say it because I thought she would snap or be mad or you know go crazy on me because I seen how she interacts with other people. So I just already made that assumption, oh no, this person, you can't really talk to them. And if I say what I need to say, then they're gonna flip out and be mad. And so for months, I swept things under the rug and nothing got better about that situation. So I got frustrated, she got frustrated. Finally, one day, I have to say something, I can't do this anymore, I have to say something. I went over to her house. Kids are running around. We're there hanging out. It was was such a big deal for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm saying this to you. I've been needing to say this. She was the kindest, sweetest, (laughs) most open person to have that conversation with. And once we had that conversation, we dealt with the issue and moved on, and that was great. She says, Danny, why wouldn't you you just talk to me about this? See, what had happened was I had thought you was really going (laughs) to go off on me because I've seen the way you is with other people, and... <laughs> but I made this assumption, right, based off of her interactions with other people, but guess what? Everyone's relationship with someone else is unique. Just because you see the way that they act with these people doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing with you, right? That's why it doesn't make sense when... There are people who maybe even relationally you split up or a business partner that you're no longer working with. Sometimes we draw these ultimatums. It's either me or that person. You got to be on my side or on their side. Well, my relationship with that person is totally unique. And yeah, I know you had a bad experience with that person, but guess what? I haven't had that bad experience with that person, so why would I right, put an expectation on other people to not be friends with the people that I'm not friends with? Every relationship is unique and different, and we can't make assumptions about the way that people are going to react to us on the basis of what we think we've seen from our limited perspective concerning the way they've interacted with other people. And let's just say you confront the person, you address the situation, and it does go bad. There's still a whole lot of good that can come from that. Conflict always has a negative polarity and a positive polarity like everything else in life. You can't get the positive without the negative. Let's say the conversation goes south. Let's say you try and reconcile and things don't go according to plan. Well, now you know a boundary you need to set. At least now you were able to express yourself and get that off your chest and you've done all that you can do. So any actions that you take from this moment forward in a different direction, away from that individual, you can do with peace and integrity, knowing I have done my part. And just getting things off your chest is such a relief. You're not holding on to that stuff anymore. So if that is the only thing that you got out of this, so be it, it was worth it. Another positive I can see, you get into a conflict with an individual They don't respond the way that you wanted to. They reacted adversely to you. Well, now, as a result of dealing with what in your mind was your worst nightmare, you're starting to build your tolerance up for conflict, which is going to take you a long way in life. Because it does not matter where you go, what church you're a part of, who your husband or wife or baby daddy or baby mama is, or what your friend situation looks like they can be amazing in one moment and be the worst in the next moment because that's humanity. And if we don't know how to deal with conflict, how can we ever have true, genuine connection and relationship with other people? So building your tolerance up for conflict and learning how to interact with others when things are heated and emotions are high is a very good skill to have, everybody. I have a situation with... Uh, Like this at work right now With somebody that I work with and I was telling my dad the other day. or I don't know if it was my dad I told somebody I was like man. They are great practice They are great practice for me Because sometimes I you know in the morning. I'm just like here we go now. I got to deal with this person What comment are they gonna say today? How are they gonna get on my nerves today? And I have to pray to God I do. I'm serious. I pray to God. But you know what my prayer has been? It's from the Psalms. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Every time that pettiness comes up in my soul, every time the ego offers up, I'm being real with you guys. Really. Because, you know, we can always play the game. right? I can treat you the same way you're treating me and then we'll see how you like it. Right? I'm not going to let that person boss me around. Like, who do they think they are? I got to stand on my feet. And especially when you're in a big corporate setting. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, people. I was in my little, like, shell and bubble here of church. You get out into the real world, you're dealing with some real dogs, (laughs) and they don't care. They'll ravage you up. And sometimes, you know, you know. Sometimes you got to be strong, and you got to be direct you got to be real and you got to be honest, but you don't have to move out of integrity to do that. Right? You don't have to uh, move out of love in any of those interactions that you have with people. And so my prayer the other day was, God, your mercies towards me are new every morning. May my mercy towards this individual be the same. And so when I walk in today into my office, you know what? Fresh start. Fresh start. Because with God, it's a fresh start every day. The scriptures say, He remembers your sins no more. So you're talking about the all knowing God doesn't know what I did last night? <laughs> now, you could take advantage of it, right? <laughs> we could take advantage of grace, we can abuse the grace. And the New Testament deals with that, you know. Since grace is abounding towards me, should sin abound too? Should I just continue to just do whatever I want since there's just so much grace flowing from God to me? Well, why would you do that? That's kind of stupid. That's kind of stupid. Because all you're doing is making your life miserable by acting out of line with who God truly created you to be. Anytime you move out of love, you move out of peace. Point blank, period. So my default is always love. But I have to remind myself, God, new mercies every morning. So I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. And then once you receive it in full, how dare you not give it? When God has given you so much love and grace and mercy and forgiveness, how dare you not extend that to other people? You're going to keep that to yourself? You can't. You can't. And so create in me a clean heart, God. Because the pettiness is there. The ego is there. And it's offering up a lot of stuff I can go with right now. (laughs) Renew a right spirit within me. Isn't that beautiful? So when you go through conflict, you learn how to build your tolerance for this stuff. And how beautiful, how beautiful, how beautiful to get to the point where other people and the things they do. And the stuff they say no longer affects you in such a way that it causes you to move out of love and into disharmony. How beautiful that is. So that is the challenge. That I have decided I want to pursue and live for every day of my life. That's the game I want to play. It's never about you. I don't want to deal with other people. Y'all got way too much stuff. That's your business. I want to deal with my business. My business. And so this is how you address your business. It's not their fault. No one else is to blame. I take responsibility for the way that I'm experiencing this individual right now. I take responsibility for that. Right? There's what they do. And then there's the story I tell myself about what they do. Can't control what they do. I can do something about that story. So conflict's not always a bad thing. And here's something else to ponder. If this relationship you have with a particular individual cannot sustain a difficult conversation, is that a relationship worth having? If you can't fully express yourself to somebody that you call a friend because you're afraid of how they will react to you, is that person really worth having around? Just think about that. Sigmund Freud, the psychologist, has this wonderful statement. It's not up on the slides either. I'm giving you all just a bunch of extra stuff today. He said, unexpressed emotions never die they are buried alive and they come forth later in ugly ways they never die they're buried alive you buried it but you buried that thing alive and one day it will pop up out of that coffin (laughs) I literally am looking at someone sitting here who's doing this right now (laughs) like that's what your emotions are gonna do they're gonna be like this I'm back I'm here to ruin your relationship with everybody and make your, <laughs> make your time with yourself absolutely miserable. Right? Your emotions are messengers. They have something there for you. They have something there for you. So if we don't deal with our emotions in constructive ways, they will express themselves in destructive ways. OK? Your aura. Your energy, just the negativity that begins to um, build around you becomes so heavy that sometimes other people don't even want to be around you. And you don't even want to be around you either. (laughs) You don't even like being around it. And then you start lashing out on other people who did nothing to you. You make this person pay for something that that person did to you a long time ago because you didn't do anything with all of that stuff. You need some sort of an outlet, and this happens to be it. It happens to be you. But it's good to know that. It's good to remember that, too, because sometimes when people have those kind of reactions towards you, if it's not me, it's someone else. And I depersonalize it in that way, and it helps me to deal with what's coming at me. Because that person right now who is attacking me It's not just me. There's a pattern here. And if I'm not here, who's next in line? They're going to get the same kind of adverse reaction. So you depersonalize it in that way. And it allows you to cope better with what's coming at you. These are important life skills, everybody. And this is spirituality through and through. Because again, remember what we said in the beginning. Loving God is about loving people. We're just talking about loving God right now. Loving people, it's the same thing. So we gotta learn how to work with each other and really you're not working with anybody else other than you. So we're simplifying this. You don't have to learn everything about all the different personalities out there. You don't have to be a a horoscope expert on all the different signs and what their behaviors and patterns are even though that helps. (laughs) That helps, it does help. It does help to be aware of personalities and how they work and how they do all that stuff, but focus on your business. I'm only ever dealing with me. Okay? So you have to rid your soul of the upset in order to make room for a reset. That's how dealing with your unfinished baggage works. Rid your soul of the upset, now you can make room for a reset. If you don't rid your soul of the upset, you start building a tolerance in a negative way for all of the toxicity that you're carrying around. You learn how to get so comfortable in your misery, you don't want to do anything about it, so you just live with it instead of deal with it and heal from it. So it's kind of like, Throwing stuff away in the garbage in your kitchen, but never taking the bag out. You know, you just keep throwing stuff in there. You don't have to take the bag out. You're okay with it, the fact that it's full and overflowing and the lid is a little open and there's bugs there and stuff. You're good with it. You're all right with it. You know, it's not bothering you. You got used to the smell, actually. I can live with it. It's fine. Well, just because you got used to it and you tolerate it and you're okay with it doesn't mean it's good for you. It's actually damaging for your health but you tolerate it, so you're fine see the big lie is that we need to avoid the pain in order to find healing no it's by rushing towards the pain that you find healing you rush towards the pain and you meet God there that's where you find the healing another analogy that's good to use is surgery shout out to my brother we got a surgeon in the house saving lives everybody my brother, Steven, the doc, one of the, one of the best golfers I know. I don't know many other golfers, though. Sorry, bro. <laughs> he's, been, he's been taking me out, doing some golf and helping me work on my swing. So I appreciate you, brother. But you know how it is with surgery. You know, nobody, nobody wants to do surgery. I talk with people all the time who are about to go into surgery and they want some prayer. Nobody wants to do surgery. But... You have to go through that pain in order to get better. You gotta open yourself up. You gotta address what's there. And once you're done with the surgery, guess what? It may get worse before it gets better. So if you let the great physician of your soul, God, start doing his surgery on you, you think it's just gonna feel good? No. It may feel bad, but you, you do the surgery because you have the bigger picture in mind. What's the bigger picture? My healing, my wholeness, my restoration. I'm going to do that surgery, and then guess what? I got to learn maybe how to walk again from scratch. Good, because the way you was walking before with that limp, <laughs> OK, it was not a good look. <laughs> you need to learn how to walk again. Really? But the scriptures say, you know what? Whoever is in Christ, they're a new creation. Right? And so spiritually speaking, when you're born from above, when you're born again, when you're spiritually awakened and enlightened, guess what? You're now taking baby steps again. That's why I find it so funny that sometimes there's people, we have this incredible spiritual awakening and then immediately now we're an expert. We want to teach the whole world all of these things, which is a good thing. Do it. But just be careful. In the New Testament, it actually, I mean, I didn't follow this advice, so I I get it. But it wasn't up to me. It was the people who called me and the church I was a part of. But Paul even advises not to put people into a position of leadership when they're too young or they're too early in their faith. You, You know, you're just getting started. You got to actually learn how to walk again you got to learn how to talk again when you allow god to renew you in this way it is like learning how to be a human again i've had to i've i have found that to be true with myself it's like i'm i'm learning how to articulate certain things now that i wasn't able to before i'm learning to relate in a totally new way than i was able to before you're starting over so we have to go through the pain to get to the blessing. Don't be afraid of the pain. Let God do that surgery. Take that garbage out. Don't let things build up. Ask God for some clarity about what your next step needs to be, and then take action. So maybe that action for you is, I need to make amends with somebody because I messed up. I hurt this person. I was being immature. So God, give me the strength that I need to initiate this conversation. And also give me the strength to deal with the fact that this person may not just welcome me back into their life now. Because they're going to take some time to heal. And they're not on my timetable. You can't expect everybody to be on your same timetable with this stuff, by the way. You may have realized. It doesn't mean that they're ready to realize. It may take them a lot longer than you. Maybe it's an apology. Right, maybe you need to do some sort of like ritual of release for yourself. A way to just release your need to be right, release your need to prove the other person wrong, releasing the anger and the bitterness. Some sort of physical ritual that can be a symbol of what's happening within you spiritually. A way for you to let go. And we have a bunch of people here that can help you do that. I did a, a meeting with uh, Melody, who basically runs the church. And um, the other day, she was just like, "Okay, we're gonna talk, but first we're gonna like do a whole ceremony thing." So I was like, "All right, fine, take me." Light up a little sage, get all that off me. And she's like, "Okay, your turn, do it to me." I'm like, "Am I doing this right?" She's like, "Okay, now that the energy's clear, we can talk." But sometimes you need these rituals. You know what I mean? To release, to start fresh. Here's a great action step that a lot of us may need to take forgiveness. Forgiveness. Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? The things that other people do only offend you when you aren't capable of recognizing those same traits within yourself. There's a Roman emperor from the first century who said this powerful statement that really stood out to me. He said, nothing human is alien to me. Think about that. Nothing human is alien to me. In other words, that darkness that I see in someone else I also have within myself nothing human is alien to me. I have the same capacity within myself to act out in the ways that that other individual is acting out. And for some of you who are thinking there's no way I could ever do that, given the right conditions, the right environment, you're capable. And I'm not saying this to justify the things that other people do. I'm saying this to elicit some sort of understanding that can lead then to compassion towards other people. Because when you're able to recognize the darkness within yourself, accept it and forgive it, guess what the next natural step is? You extend that forgiveness to other people. But if you think something that someone else does is totally beyond you, now you're above them and how will you ever forgive? Nothing human is alien to me. What they're capable of, I'm capable of too. And so we even the playing field, and we all are sinners in the hands of a gracious God. That's it. I don't don't wanna portray myself as anything else other than a sinner, because being a holy man is way too much to live up to, everybody. So I'm letting y'all know already now, your boy is a sinner. And guess what? Jesus, you know what he called himself? A friend of sinners. As am I. As am I. I'm not afraid to befriend somebody because of what other people may think about that relationship. If y'all only knew the kind of people that walk through these doors... Mm, 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 mm. They're my friends. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Forgiveness. It's hard for us to forgive, especially when we feel like we've really been hurt. And then the person who hurt us doesn't seem to acknowledge anything. It's hard for us to see them succeed and thrive and act as if nothing happened. Sometimes the bitterness grows so intense that we actually want them to suffer. And that's normal. We want them to, we want that whole operation to crash. I told you. (laughs) I knew it. Wanting other people to suffer only makes you suffer. Forgiveness allows you to let go. Bitterness causes you to become obsessed with the very object that you despise. And then, if you're not careful, you become the very thing that you don't like. You become like them. Forgive, release. One more psalm that I want to read. Who can discern their own errors? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Powerful prayer here, everybody. Unfinished business, sometimes we're not even aware of. We don't even know the stuff that's lurking in our unconscious. That's why it's unconscious. So healing is about making the unconscious conscious. You become aware Some of you are like, I don't even know where to start. There's so much stuff that I've been stuffing in the closet. Get a therapist, maybe. (laughs) Really, that can help. Talk to somebody. I'm available. There's many other people here as well that can help you. But more importantly, nobody needs a mediator to get to God. You have a direct shot to the creator of your soul who knows you better than you know you. And when you pray this prayer, just the intention, just setting that intention and putting it out into the world can bring healing. Who can discern their own errors? God, cleanse me from my hidden faults. And can you hear the humility in that too? It's like, yeah, I know I have my faults. And some of you... You you are aware that you have faults and you say that, but you don't know what you don't know. And what you don't know is there's a bunch of hidden faults that other people know. <laughs> and so don't ever think you got all your bases covered. Always keep that prayer. God, cleanse me from my hidden faults. Renew a right spirit within me. Help me to address this situation, to forgive the people that I need to forgive, and to take the action that I need to take so that I can move forward without this package holding me down anymore come on let's put our hands together everybody thank you for being with us lord we praise you and we thank you for this word and i pray that it would be a seed planted in every heart and mind that is here and that it would flower into awareness and forgiveness and acceptance And the courage to face the things that we don't want to face. Heal us, God. Cleanse us and make us new. In Christ's name, amen. All right. We did it. I hope you got something from this. Thanks for being here. Catch you next weekend.